Welcome to Living a Blissful Life. My name is Carmen Torres, Inspirational Life Coach, Certified Law of Attraction Coach from Quantum Success Coaching Academy, Meditation Guide from Natural Healers, Clinical Hypnotherapy from Transform Destiny, and Core Method of Success in Life Coaching from Transform Destiny. I am a wife, a mother, a grandmother, an employee, and a two-times cancer survivor. My mission is to inspire, encourage, motivate, and promote self-awareness that will lead to transformation in one's life, to help empower people to find their own solutions and discover one's potential to live an abundant life, to support in uncovering their strength and how to overcome challenges. I was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer in 2003. I had a lumpectomy, some lip nodes removed, and had to have chemotherapy, radiation, among other medications. After 17 years of being cancer-free, in 2020, the year to remember, the cancer came back in the same breasts. This time I had a mastectomy and had an expander place of my breast. Three weeks after the surgery, I had an infection and that expander had to be removed. I first had to heal before undergoing reconstruction of the breast because the infection that I had, I had to wait. And the waiting period was two months. And after that, that's when the reconstruction process started. It had been quite an ordeal for me, seeing before my eyes my body change and how deformed it looked. The pain in my heart was very strong. In the same token, I am grateful that I am alive and thanks to God. And most of all, my mental state is well. I got to thinking and said, with all this being said, I just started thinking about my aunt that has dementia. My diagnosis was bad. It was ugly. But I am here to share my story. Thanks to God. I was able to go through the pain, five surgeries, and recall all that I endured. But nonetheless, my aunt has no memory of her ordeals good or bad and will never get the opportunity to share her story because she doesn't remember. Dementia, this long-term brain disorder that causes personality changes and impaired memory, reasoning and social function that not too many people talk about. In the next following episodes, you will find out how it is to live with someone that has dementia, what doctors don't tell you and people don't talk about. I humbly share with you in total transparency with no edits, the life of Anna, the daughter of and caregiver of her mom, Clara. This is the dementia journey. 
For more information, you can contact me at my website at www.livingablissfullife.com. You can find me on Facebook at C. Torres Coaching, Instagram, C. Torres Coaching, or you can shoot me an email at ctorrescoaching at gmail.com or ctorrescoaching at outlook.com. So stay tuned and listen to what goes on behind closed door with someone that has dementia, the dementia journey. And stay tuned. Uh, Anna Gonzalez uh, from Chicago, Illinois. Okay. And how old are you, Anna? I'm 31. Okay. And um, are you married? Yes. Okay. And your spouse's name? Andrew Ostrowski. Okay. And his age? He's 31 as well. All right. And how many children do you have, um, Anna? Three boys. <laughs> Three boys. Oh, my God. Three handful boys. And how old are they? We have 12-year-old, which is George. And then we have a six-year-old, which is Mason. And a two-year-old, which is Bryce. Okay. You got your hands full in there, huh? <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, what is your mom's name and age? Clara Ortiz. And she's 74. Okay. And she's also a handful, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she sure is. So as we had previously discussed before this uh, video, we were going to talk about your journey with your mom, Clara, right. and how it has been with, uh, with Clara, your family, with your spouse, your children, how you've all taken in the horrible illness of dementia into your family. Right. And um, you had agreed to share your experience and let us know like everything, you know, from the beginning from where you remember and up to up to now there's going to be one other question i'm going to ask you do you have any siblings i do okay. I, how I many do. how many siblings do you have i have one more brother you have a brother yeah and um that's all the siblings that you currently that you have uh with my mom it's just my brother and then on my father's side i have um two more brothers and a sister okay but with your mom um do you want to state your brother's name of course ramon flores okay and um ramon he um he's not in the picture any longer right unfortunately no okay so you're doing this all on your own yeah <laughs> okay which is tough. I'm just going to ask you just, you know, this is the first time. And as we agreed, this is going to be a little bit of an ongoing, um, you know, weekly type of uh, thing that we're going to have going on here just to document what you're going through and uh, all of your challenges, uh, good and bad. And, um, but just as a, as a memory and also so that um, we can, help others if we can with your information, which I am sure a lot of people are going through the same thing you are, but we just don't know that. Right. They don't know what approaches to take, what and what not to do. So with God's assistance and helping his uh, blessing, 
we will be helping many others to just take this journey in a peaceful um, and in, in a way that no one would ever think that you will be able to take it. Okay. Right. So my first question to you, Anna, is when um, or do you remember the very, very first time you heard dementia? That was in September of 2015. In 2015? A while ago. <laughs> okay. So that was like, how did you, how did you hear about it? Like how, how was it brought up into your um, existence? Well, we, in August, I want to say, um, the, you know, the family and I noticed that, you know, mom was forgetting things. So we brought it up to the doctor, uh, which was Dr. Hussein at the time. Uh, we went in, we made an appointment with him and we went into the office and, you know, I was just telling him, you know, certain things were happening with mom. She was misplacing things and then couldn't remember where they were at. And she was just forgetting things. So um, that was in September. The appointment was in September. We went in and he asked her a bunch of questions. Um, and then he said, well, this could be dementia. I'd like to do some tests. And I said, what's dementia? I've heard of Alzheimer's, but I've never heard of dementia. Um, and then he, you know, he said, it's a form of memory loss. Um, but to diagnose it, we have to do an MRI and, and, and look at her imaging. And unfortunately, they did the MRI and she was diagnosed with vascular dementia. So did they tell you at that time, how did they actually determine that it was that vascular dementia? Like what necessarily have to be in that uh, exam for them to determine and to make that prognostic uh, as to this is what it is. Yeah, so he explained, he showed me the imaging um, and there was a bunch of, basically it looked like white lines going upwards. Um, and he showed me that that was all the clogged uh, little veins and vessels in the back of the brain. Um, they were clogged. It was a big white, just lines. That's what it looked like to me. Um, and he said that was, it's caused by uh, TIAs, which are baby strokes. Um, so apparently she was having these strokes and we didn't, you know, we didn't know, we didn't notice them. Um, and it caused the blockage. And with that blockage, it was cutting off parts to her brain, the oxygen and the blood flow. And it started diminishing um, her memory. Was there any um, other indication that this was going on to you or to the doctor? And also, was there any medication that was um, prescribed for her to at least um, not develop this as quickly as it did? Um, he, he, he did this. So there's this um, test on a piece of paper, uh, he asked a bunch of questions. So the first one was, um, I'm gonna tell you these words, and it was three words. Uh, and then he would tell her the words, have her repeat it. And then he says, okay, we're gonna talk about something else. And then <clears throat> switch the subject. And about five, 10 minutes later, he'll ask her for those three words again. When he first, the very first one, she remembered two out of three. Then um, he asked her to, to mimic a drawing that was on the paper as best as she could. 
he asked her what was the date the year um who was the president at the time um he asked her uh, her name her date of birth things that she should if you or me anyone should know um and unfortunately in the test you know like half of it she didn't know it so she scored um in the indication of she's having memory loss um and then then it was the, the mri and then once the mri came in it just confirmed everything that he was thinking unfortunately yeah it did did, did he refer her to a neurologist or someone else to handle um the rest of you know her life or this dementia or how how does that work at that time he didn't um he said that it was very very mild in the early stages and um we didn't need to see a neurologist for it um of course I, I had just found out so I really didn't have any um research or background into it so I didn't know um about you know will we have to have her see the the dementia doctor so I thought it was fine just he said she had it very mild and it's fine. Um, but the, they didn't put her on any medication. Uh, they didn't have her see a specialist. It was just him uh, just checking on her. Uh, it went from seeing her every three months to seeing her every month. That did change. Okay. But it, other than that, that was the only, uh, the only change was seeing her more frequently. Okay. And when she got this news... Do you remember how it affected her? Yeah. Um, she was really sad. <laughs> Understandably, she was really sad. Um, what she kept saying was, I'm never going to forget my kids and my family. They're number one. And, you know, mom's always been family's number one. You know, she's always been family oriented, family, everything. So she's like, I'm not going to forget that. She goes, people forget things. People forget things. It's okay. Um, and then when we got home, she was just really silent, really sad. And she's like, oh, I have to tell the family, but what, how am I going to tell them? So she, oh, it broke my heart, you know, cause she, she, she understood what was coming that, you know, I'm not going to remember my important people. So she, um, she, she took it pretty hard. I will say that she took it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. How old was she when this happened? When this happened, she was 68. Okay. So she was, you know, older. Yeah. So did you have like, um, you came home, she was sad, she was quiet. Did yeah. After that, did you have any conversations with her um, about what had just happened? I did. I let her have Uh, her time of course because you know it it was a big thing um so I let her have her time um and then I would say maybe like it was like two hours later um I came to her room and I sat down and I was like you know everything's gonna be okay mom you know I'm here you have the family you're not alone my main thing was for her to know you're not alone we're here you know if if you forget I'll remind you you know I'm it's, it's okay um I didn't know if it was going to be okay because I had never experienced dementia at all uh, before this. So, but I figured, you know, let me, let me reassure her, you know, it's not bad. You know, sometimes she misplaces things, so it'll be fine. And I just kept 
it's going to be okay. No matter what, it's going to be okay, mom. It's, it's going to be fine. And she's like, you know, I know it's going to be okay. I'm not going to forget. You know, he's wrong. And I'm like, well, I pray that he is wrong and you're not going to forget and everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. It, it always is. We always find our way. Right. So just like a reassurance kind of a talk, you know? Mm-hmm. What other family members did you have at that time when this all this happened? Um, we talked with my brother, cousins, my aunt. Um, we talked to you. Um, it was it was a big support group. It was it was a lot of <laughs> it was a lot of people. A uh, big support group, um, and they've never left me. So, were you and, mar- were you married at this time? Um, at this time, I was not married. Uh, I was with my husband. We were, you know, dating and stuff. Um, but I, I wasn't married at this time. How did he take it in the beginning, knowing that you were going to be there for your mother? Um, it, he, I think we, we went into it kind of naive. Um, he took it like, okay, cool. We're going to, we're going to be there. It's fine. We're going to do whatever we got to do for her. Um, I didn't think. I, I think we really went into it naive. Like, oh, it's just memory loss. We'll have to remind her about things. Mm-hmm. And we'll be fine. You know, it was more of a, it, that, that's when we had the conversation of, okay, maybe you should, we should move in and um, have more support at home. Mm-hmm. So that there's more, more eyes on her just in case she forgets to turn off the stove or something like that. Um, so he took it as a, okay, that's fine. She's, you know, little by little, gonna lose her memory, and well, he's one of those people. Is one day at a time. Okay. Were you employed at the time? Yes, I was. So you had a full time job. Yes. Okay. And um, what other medical conditions does she does Clara have? Oof, unfortunately, she has a lot. Um, she so we have the dementia, we have the diabetes, uh, hypothyroidism. Um, she has high blood pressure. She has to take medication because she's had uh, heart attacks before, uh, mild ones, but she's had them. Um, cholesterol medication, um, asthma medication, uh, medication for pain because she has chronic pain as well. Um, she has um, medication for her arthritis, um, and then she has her vitamins. <laughs> so she's she's got a a little pharmacy. She's got a really long list of medications, huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she's how is she doing with all those medications? Um, she's she's doing okay. Um, she hasn't had any reactions um to any of them that she's currently taking. Um, she did have one medication where she had one reaction. Um, unfortunately, it was for meta um no for pain. And we quickly took her off of that. But other than that, she's been okay with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So this was all in 2015 that you experienced this in August, you said of 2015. Yeah. So, you know, let's just, you know, speed up the process up a little bit. So 2015, August, that year passed and um, you were still employed and you had um, one child at the time or two? Uh, At that time, I had just had my second. Okay. So you were brand new mom, you were employed and you were taking care of your mom, but she was still at this time, she was still able to take care of herself. Correct. Right. Completely. Plus, 
Plus, at this time, you had your other sibling that was uh, from time to time um, helping you, correct? Yeah. So tell me about that. Did you have that support at that time with her only other son? You could be you could be honest and clear. Not as much as I would hope for, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was okay. She was still doing things for herself. But she um, she's always had problems with her knees. So to get to places, I need a little bit extra help. And seeing it as we didn't have a car, we always had to ask somebody. Um, to take grocery shopping, whatever the case was. Um, so I do wish that even in the beginning when it wasn't that bad, he was a little bit more there, a little bit more supportive. But, you know, things happen. How do you feel about all that? Like, where you didn't have the 100 type of support that you expected to have? Uh, it hurts. Not just for me, but uh, for her, because, you know, I'm a mom myself. So if I, I did need help from my children, I would hope that all of them would like want to help me and not just put all of the work on one child, because it, even if it's bare minimum, it adds up because they have their own life to live as well. Um, so it would have been, it, it, it hurt. It would have been nice to have some more, some more help. Did you ever discuss this with Clara? Um, I did a couple times. Not a, like I, I wouldn't push the issue. I did a little bit. Um, and I would bring up my concerns like, hey, he's he's not really around. He's not really helping. Like it, it bothers me. Um, and she would always say, oh, it's OK. You know, he's he's doing his best. So I just was like, OK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you continue to be there for her. Yeah, no matter what. Okay, so speeding it up to 2016, do you recall how much the dementia had progressed or was it at a standstill? Or what do you recall from that year in 2016? For 2016, I was actually surprised at how much it progressed. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2016, I, I do remember... She, at this point, my husband um, was still my boyfriend, but he moved in and um, he got home and he called me right away. He's like, it smells like it's burnt in here, like something burned. And I'm like, well, go look around, like check. She had actually forgotten that she was beginning to make some rice and the pot was still on um, and everything that was in the pot had burned, like it stuck to the pot. Um, so I was like, whoa, you've never forgotten. You've never forgotten that before. Um, so you started to noticing little things happening at this in 2016. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it like stuff like that was like, well, okay, maybe it's progressing a little bit more than, cause you know, the stove, we never had a problem with her with cooking. She loved to cook. She was always cooking. So that was never a problem. And then I started noticing that was becoming a problem. Um, and more of misplacing things, but now it wasn't like knickknacks. It was like kind of important things she was misplacing. So I did notice that, but she still remembered who I was, cousins, 
she still remembered people. Mm -hmm. So that year in 2016, do you remember, you recall anything that stands out from her progress to this horrible disease called dementia? Um, yeah, she kind of was more dependent on the wheelchair for sure. When did she start using a wheelchair? Oof, the wheelchair, she started using the wheelchair when she, she first fell. And that was in, that was 2014. So that was before all this dementia mm -hmm. started kicking in. She fell. How did she fall? Uh, she fell. It was first was in the bathroom. Um, she said her legs gave out. Um, so she fell in the bathroom first. Then she was in her room and she fell, I believe it was like 12 or 13 times and ended up in, um, in rehab, but only for her legs, you know, to help her get back the, the use of her legs because she fell so many times on the knees that it just, it hurt so bad. She, she couldn't get up. She couldn't do very much, but then it got better after the rehab. Um, the knee got better, the legs, she was still in a wheelchair or not? She was still in a wheelchair, but she would, she could get up and she could go to the bathroom or walk around in her room after that. Um, it wasn't a lot of walking, but it was like, she could still do her stuff. Um, but then I don't know, the dementia just, I don't, I don't know if it messed with like her will to want to get up and move around because she so that's when it like started to where she was more lenient towards the wheelchair so after the fall she went to the uh they had to put her in a rehab mm -hmm. to gain strength and her knees and legs yeah and at that time she was on a walker and then switched over to a wheelchair yeah or just uh the wheelchair alone no she was on the walker first and then switched over to the wheelchair Okay. And then mm -hmm. once she switched over to the wheelchair, there's where she was dependent more on the wheelchair to move her around. She didn't want to walk. Yeah. And how was that? Do you want to share some experiences with that? That was her hard. not wanting to walk. That was hard. Um, Cause my mom's always been the mom where she did everything by like, she wanted to do everything by herself. She didn't want um, very much help with, you know, going up and down the stairs or, you know, she's really independent. So to see this really, really, really strong lady, independent woman, want to be in the wheelchair more, it was heartbreaking. You know, it's like, I know you can walk. I know you can. I know it hurts because I, I, you can imagine it hurts, but you gotta, if you, if you don't use them, you're going to lose them. That's the thing mm -hmm. I kept thinking. You don't use it. You're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. um so it emotionally was like oh heartbreaking but it was also physically kind of tasking uh, you know because I, I have to push her and I have to make sure that the wheelchair could get into the places she wants to go and 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 she didn't want to go down the stairs anymore so you have to take her down the stairs and it, it was it just got complicated <laughs> really quick yeah so at that time, it was 2016, mm -hmm. um, she's on a wheelchair. So how, how did you manage? You were still working 
yeah, I, I was still working. Um, so I had, my shift was regular, uh, nine to five. Um, what did, what was your, um, employer? What, what did you do? What uh, med medical assisting at Northwestern. Okay. So you were in a medical department. <laughs> okay. So you kind of had some type of an experience then, you know, yes. moving forward with how the neurologists, you know, they work and what happens and whatnot, correct? Yeah, I, that's when I, I got my open window to start asking a lot of questions Good. to okay. neurologists. Okay, there's where you started gaining your knowledge? Yeah, it was then. Okay, and then, so who would stay with her while you worked? Was she was still like an independent, she could take care of herself or how did that work? So at that point, she was still okay to be alone. Um, so she was, she was home, but my, um, my boyfriend had moved in. So he was there when I wasn't there. And then when I, you know, we would switch, we had opposite shift. Okay. But then, you know, we also had like family was calling, checking in. So she, she was there alone for like maybe like four hours five okay um, until you got home yeah until i got home okay. and then and then you know i stood with her the rest of the time oh okay did she have a, a home care aide at that time to just check in uh in the beginning she didn't once the accident with the pot then yes after that i was like okay she can't she can't do it. like I, i don't trust it um So we did sign up for um, home health aides. Okay. And how was that? Did that help you? Yeah. It took some uh, pressure off because I was working. And when she was alone, I'm like, I got to hurry up because I've got to get home. Um, so that took the pressure off of, okay, I got to hurry up and get home. Um, knowing that somebody's there with her, she's hungry, they can mess with the stove, not her. So that it, it took a lot of uh, like pressure off. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit more about you. How how did all of this affect you? Uh, not only physically but mentally and emotionally. How is this affecting you? Because you're still young. You're 31 now you said yeah and you were like what in your 20s your late 20s yeah my 20s and uh for a young girl uh having to bear all of this um number one seeing your mom have dementia and then you know that you have to deal with it and then her okay. knees her health and you know in general wasn't um you know helping you at all Right. Then you had your own child, you had your own relationship, you had your, your job. Right. So how, how are you? Candidly speaking, I, it has affected me a lot in different ways. Um, physically, it, You don't think it's going to be a physical toll, but it is. Um, I've got to help her get out of bed. I got to help her get up out that wheelchair so she can go to the bathroom. Uh, I, I live on a second floor, so I've got to get her down the stairs. Right. But that was that was before then. Right. Before before 
before 2021. Right. This was in 2016. Right. How was, how were you at that point in time that you can remember? How, oh, did, how did you, depressed. how did you take it? I was super depressed. Um, Cause all I could think about was she's going to forget me. You know, she's, she's going to forget me. Like it's, she's forgetting these things. When is this going to happen? When, when is she going to forget me? When is the day coming where she's going to say, who are you? That's, that's, at that time, that's all I could replay. That was it. That was it. Just, it, she's going to forget me. Like my mom is going to forget me. Like, and that, oh man. Then I, I was like, okay, she's going to forget my kids. And they're so little. She's, she's going to forget them. And how is that going to affect them? So I went into a, I was super depressed. Um, I didn't really want to talk about it with people, you know? I just wanted to just deal with it. Um, but I, I, oh man, I was super depressed. And then her falling all those times and hurting herself and being in the wheelchair, it just added to the, the it just, it was like so sad. I like, you can see the diminishing happening and it was just so sad. So I was so, I, all I could feel was so sad and depressed all the time. Mm-hmm. So I would put up this, uh, like a like a facade of I'm okay I'm happy everything's it's okay uh but in the inside I, oh my god I felt like um you know people say you you're you're drowning and in, in a cup of water that's how I felt I I felt like oh my god I'm I, like this is a lot how am I supposed to be a mom still be a daughter but be a caregiver and then I had my boyfriend mm-hmm. in my relationship and then I had my work life. It got so complicated. And the depression, like, I, I just, I was trying to fight the depression because you don't want to stay there, of course. But it was just, you know, all these things, it's like, it felt like my plate was overflowing and I couldn't contain it. That's, uh-huh. that's the feeling. That was the feeling I had. Mm-hmm. Did you figure out a way of how to work through those emotions and how to try and deal with what what's going on with you um I started journaling good I had started journaling um which I should have kept going but I stopped eventually but I started journaling and just just getting it out was helping um and then other than that my like I would talk to my best friend about it and she would like just listen um and then I started opening up to family little by little I just didn't want to put it all on my family because I felt like okay this is this is my cross to bear like I'm I can do it I'm fine I chose to have kids I have my boyfriend like these were my choices I could deal with it but it was just a lot Mm -hmm. it was a lot so on a day-to-day basis, you journaled yeah. um, at least twice a day, at least twice a day to try and get those emotions out on paper. Yeah. I was trying to get it out anyway. Okay. Which is a good thing. You did great. Um, I think that you're, you know, you're a strong person and you have dealt with so, so many things in life that you would not even think that anyone will have to bear. And I have seen you, you know, do it, take upon yourself 
that burden that, you know, it's on your shoulders and you just keep moving forward and doing what you need to do. So I applaud you for that. That's, you know, you're doing great for your mom and um, God sees it all. And, um, you, you know, you are a blessing to her. And I know that even though sometimes you feel that she doesn't remember or whatnot, but God sees it all. So, you know, you're, you're doing great. So is there anything today that you want to add to from this 2015 through 2016 period of time Mm -hmm. um, that you would like to add? Um, I will say that um, in that time period, she, she would forget the, she would forget like things and misplace things, but she was very well aware Mm-hmm. that she misplaced those things that I did notice she like for an example I remember she had she had misplaced her she had a prayer book and she misplaced it now this thing never left her side I mean this thing was by her all the time she misplaced it and she knew she was like I know I put it somewhere I don't know where it is I don't know where it is and, and it was like a freak out. Like, why did I misplace it? Why don't I remember? Why, why can't I, why can't I remember where it's at? And I was like, well, you know, I, it's, you know, you have the dementia, remember, and, and, and this is going to happen. And it was, I think that was when she really realized like, oh my God, this is real. And then it ended up being like a, a weird place, which was, it was under her pillow, which it never is, but she couldn't, for the life of her, remember she she placed it under there. Mm-hmm. So I think that was because that happened in that time frame where she really realized, oh my god, I do, I do have this. This is real. And that's when she came to that reality. Yeah, she stopped denying. Yeah. And then that's when it came into. This is real. Yeah, that that was her. This is real moment. Was that mm-hmm. prayer book? Wow. Yeah. Do you recall what you have said to her or was there any word exchange in words between you and her at that time or as a reassurance to her? Yeah, I I kept telling her it's okay, don't freak out. Don't don't freak out cuz even even me if I freak out, I start not remembering things. I'm like, you know, just calm down. It's okay. I got you. I got your back. We're going to find it. This is, it's going to be okay. It's, it's going to be okay. That's all I can say. I, I, I really didn't know what else to say. Cause you know, it's her going through it, you know? So like, I, I, all I could say was it's going to be okay. And I'm here, mom. I got you. Good. Okay. So, yeah. And obviously it's helped her along the way. Yeah. So- so today is Sunday, December the 12th, 2021. Um, this week that just passed from Monday till today, Sunday, do you uh-huh. want to share anything, you know, like what has happened, what has transpired on the day, like today were like 2021, what happened this week with her? What have you experienced? Uh, a lot of um, sundowning which that was a big one I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of mood changing. Um, 
Uh, unfortunately, a lot of accidents, um, not only uh, bedwetting, you know, wetting herself uh, during the day, which that's actually a new one. Um, uh, and a lot of repetitive asking for um, her sister and her mom a lot. Like it's, it, it's increased this week. It's like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the major one has been she's upped the amount of times where she has her um, accidents of incontinence okay anything yeah. else you want to share that's had happened this week with her um oh um I, she she keeps asking for her son um Yeah, this week she she asked for her son and she actually actually today she asked for um which is is a tough one. Um she asked for her nephew, which she hasn't asked for him in like oh sorry, she hasn't asked for him in a while. So that was a good one. Uh Tito. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Um that was not that long ago. That was like maybe an hour ago or, or an hour mm-hmm. and a half. She asked, she hasn't asked for him in a very long time. Um, so she asked when he was going to come and pick up his check. So that kind of like, oh, wow. <laughs> it threw me, uh, it threw me off because she has not asked for him in years. So that one threw me off. Sorry. I don't even know why I'm crying. Oh, that was tough. That was a new one. Um, she tends to ask for uh, people who are no longer here. So I have to make up answers. Uh, but that was a new one today. That that hasn't happened in years. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We've been on for 47 minutes and um, it's been, it's been good. This is interview number one. And I am looking forward to continuing to explore. And um, first of all, is helping you to release these emotions. Yeah. <laughs> that like journaling. That normally you will keep in, but it's going to help you. That my goal is to help everybody involved. Right. And um, just to explore and see how, how we can help someone else deal with what they're dealing with. Because this is, this is not easy. This is a tough one. Yeah. And it's yeah. not something that you could say, I'm going to treat it with a medical uh, pill or it's a high blood pressure, take a pill, it'll go down. It's nothing right. like that. So it's so totally different. And, um, but you as a caretaker, as a daughter, um, you're handling it and um, moving on. And so yeah. um, hold on just one minute. Okay. I'm going to stop yeah. the recording. And as I humbly shared with you in total transparency, with no edits, the life of Anna, daughter and caregiver of her mom, Clara. Thank you for listening to episode number one of the Dementia Journey. Stay tuned and listen to episode number two 
as the dementia journey continues. For more information, I can be reached at www.livingablissfullife.com, Facebook as C. Taurus Coaching, Instagram at C. Taurus Coaching, my email at C. Taurus Coaching at gmail.com, or C. Taurus Coaching at Outlook.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned as the dementia journey continues.